This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. time it is 5:42 it's time for trending today where it's all about malaysian litterbugs so it's a new year many people were out and about on new year's eve in kl and then i feel like this happens every year dbkl has put out a statement saying that they're deeply disappointed in malaysians who left trash everywhere across the streets of kl so they actually put this up on facebook they shared photos of what the aftermath of the new year's eve celebrations looked like the pictures are frankly quite horrifying there's just trash piled up in some cases under bins um and essentially dbkl said that they weren't expecting the members of public to clean up the whole area but they had at least hoped that they could dispose their own trash responsibly and then added that malaysians were still exhibiting a third class mentality ah the third world mentality <laughs> that haunts us yeah i mean i i feel for dbkl because i think um you know whatever the problems that that the city and its management might have you know if they had a much more a committed population that loved the city as much uh you know that they would at least lessen the problem uh I don't know about you Shamila but weren't we all taught in school not to litter isn't this part of you know watching Sesame Street and uh, I don't know uh, you know national campaigns didn't we have a littering anti littering campaign I feel yeah. yes I feel you do learn this in school um I'm not sure actually I cannot put my finger on why it is that Malaysians seem to struggle with this idea that you shouldn't throw trash out on the street right um Sure, we can talk about things like Singapore and their um I believe it was back in the 60s or 70s where they implemented this super tough like um oh. well campaign but alongside that laws and fines. Um so then you have this sort of push and pull of carrot and stick. Um or rather maybe a lot more stick. <laughs> but then um then you have countries like Japan where it almost seems like um as a culture they are more predisposed to being civic minded to you know to, in some cases voluntarily clearing trash from stadiums after events and so on so i'm i actually often struggle with what the challenge is with malaysia and why we can't do better with this yeah so i i, I have read some you know sort of social i would you call it analysts or observers cultural observers they they talk about the public right the idea of the public of public spaces and how do malaysians generally view public spaces do they view it as a no man's land where in some way so uh, you know laws and courtesies and ethics are suspended or do they see a public uh, public spaces as a sort of common that it's held in common that we all have a responsibility towards public spaces and i think the this uh, you know no man's land versus uh, you know a collective commons idea is the one that actually might be where this whole story lands that a lot of us in malaysia don't appreciate the com- the um collective responsibility we have over public spaces so the responses on uh, x seem to have two distinct threads right on the one hand uh, exactly that people calling out um this sort of 
Malaysian attitude towards public spaces and, and cleanliness. So Ayman says, it's 2024 and mentality still can't progress. This is embarrassing. The disease of laziness still exists amongst the community. Lazy to lazy to be responsible, lazy to find a solution, lazy to take responsibility. Where is Malaysia going to progress with this kind of mentality? Come on, Malaysia, wake up. Um, Walla Brother says, mindset issue. Other countries have way less rubbish bins available, but the streets are clean. However, there are also also others saying perhaps DBKL themselves could have done better, right? So Mas Manar says, one wonders if DBKL had actually prepared and provided the appropriate level of in- infrastructure to manage the disposal of trash in the first place. Because even under normal circumstances, this is a problem, let alone during a peak New Year festivity period. Um Ricky Law says, agreed, but at the same time, DBKL should be proactive to prepare more rubbish bins knowing that there were celebrations. I did think this to a certain extent because when bins overflow, for instance, it's often not because people didn't want to throw something in the bin. It's because there just simply wasn't space for it, right? Um, And I do agree that there are some parts of, not just KL, so it's not solely a DBKL problem, but in some parts of our cities, they're just simply not enough trash cans. Yeah, there might be. And I think maybe there's um, wisdom in providing more bins, temporary bins for uh, you know festive seasons, just because you're, you're anticipating a crowd, have it more distributed. Um, having it designed well, I find that mm. some, for some bizarre reason, uh, bins are so badly designed in the, you know, in, in, at least in Pataling Jaya, where I live. And sometimes, you know, they have all these extra stuff like lighting around them. And I don't, not, I'm not entirely sure who uh, was responsible for the choice of those kinds of bins because they don't encourage, um, you know, people to use them and they, they're kind of awkward. I do think that, again, you know, um, if we're going back to the mentality idea, um, you know, it's a question of how we see the public. But then, then the issue is how do we change people's minds? We all agree it's a third world mentality. How do we get to the first world? Do we use persuasion? Do we use education? Or do we go full Singapore? Yeah, do we? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, should we go full Singapore? I think that is the... Is it time that we give up on, uh, on you know, the velvet glove and just un- un- take that velvet off? So that's what we're asking you. How do we stop Malaysians from littering? Is education enough or do we just need harsh Singapore-style laws? You can call 777 uh, send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. Bias Free Media, BFM 89.9. The Business Station. BFM 89.9, that was Lightning Seeds with Change, which is what we're talking about. It is 5.51, you're listening to the Evening Edition with Sharmila and Sharad. And on Trending Today, we were talking about a um, a post, a plea, a criticism from the DBKL post the New Year's Eve celebrations, uh, saying that there were piles of trash left everywhere on the streets of KL and why can't we do better, right? So we've been asking you for your thoughts. How do we stop Malaysians from littering. Is education enough or do we just need harsher laws? I mean, like our neighbour down south. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send us a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 tweet us at BFM Radio Let's see, we have a number of thoughts coming in already. Um, let's start with uh, Aizuddin, who says, Malaysians mostly retain their third world mentality and some of them can't be reasoned with. Only harsh punishment will make them remember. And please include social cleaning services. 
Isaiah, I absolutely agree with you that um, in some in some sense, right, the the collective shame or the the personal shame you feel by you know being say caught littering and then being made to go and pick up litter is perhaps the kind of you know shock therapy that uh, some people in the city need uh, beyond. So if you if the city provides you everything you need to keep it clean and yet you fail to use the bins and do all the things that are necessary, then maybe this would be a route to go down. I mean, I can't say I'm a big fan of it. I grew up in Singapore. Uh, But maybe because of that, I become deeply invested in, uh, you know, in, in being conscientious. Yeah. Yong has an interesting proposal. Uh, Yong says, we can start a bring your own rubbish home campaign. In Japan, there's no rubbish bins on the street. Everyone brings trash home. Each household will be charged if they throw trash over the weight limit of the trash that is thrown. Um, so I'm not sure about there being no rubbish bins on the street in Japan. I'm fairly certain I've thrown stuff <laughs> into bins. Uh, but I will say that whether there are or not that um, the... That the Japanese culture in particular is noted for being very conscientious about cleanliness and public spaces. Um, and, and I like this notion of a bring your own rubbish home campaign. Yeah. So what is it about, say, a country like Japan? Let's just assume that it, this is true in all places and all times. Uh, is it that the, there's social sanctions that, you know, if you threw rubbish in public, you would be admonished or people would look at you and tell you to pick up your rubbish? Is that the kind of social pressure? that's necessary to make, keep, uh, you know, the, the Japanese individual in line? Uh, or is it just, you know, something else about the way they, they're they brought up? They want to live in cleanliness. I mean, I, I can't imagine, uh, you know, how it is that a lot of Malaysians seem fairly indifferent to uh, to rubbish strewn around. Like, you know, you might actually eat at a place that was quite quite messy or dirty, uh, you know, kind of ignoring that. And and uh, what does it take to be that kind of person that just ignores your surroundings? Well, I remember reading an article a number of years ago linking um, the Japanese culture's uh, prizing of cleanliness and so on to all the way back to the Shinto Buddhism roots, right, which has a big emphasis on things like ritual purity and cleanliness and so on. So I do think with some cultures and countries, there are these long-held cultural aspects to these things. But I don't think that means we can't also learn to be better, right? Um, Let's see. MZ says, I live in Klang. There's a brand new park nearby, but the benches have trash around it. But within a 20 meter radius, there are three trash bins. It's obviously laziness and a pure tida upper attitude. Yeah, and maybe MZ, you know, it could also be, and I wonder if you would agree, that people think, well, there's already going to be a cleaner coming around. I don't have to make the effort because they... I don't have to walk 20 metres to put this in the bin. Yeah, you know, because they think, well, somebody else is going to do it. And then, um, you know, I don't. What is it that incentivizes kind of behavior? Right. So, if you were a parent, would you litter in front of your children? Would you sort of say to them, "It doesn't matter. Just throw it," you know, uh, on the side. Somebody else is going to pick it up. I mean, you know, uh, is this something that's reproduced in people because everybody down the line doesn't feel they need to take personal responsibility for the cleanliness or the or the environment as a whole? We have a voice note that's come in. This is from Richard. I manage malls for a long, long time, many decades. And through my time, uh, rubbish has one of the main issue of problems that we face. Uh, from tenants throwing rubbish to uh, 
public customers throwing rubbish. And uh, of years late, uh, many more started doing this green thing, uh, where you separate your different kind of uh, rubbish. But it's a mentality, yeah, I agree. Malaysian mentality is that they see a bin, they just throw. They don't care whether it's plastic, glass or paper. And uh, recently, the more that we manage, we have bought them, new ones. And uh, all the three bins, uh, you find rubbish inside. And it's very tough for the cleaners. So coming back to your question, education is important, but from home, from parents, start from young. My children don't throw rubbish at home uh, because if they throw rubbish at home, I'll throw them back into their rooms. Um, you need a bit of uh, stick as well. So I think it's a combination. Uh, there used to be council and people going around, you know, uh, giving summonses on the spot cash, uh, but that's not, not very often anymore. Uh, even smoking. The matter. Thank you. Richard, those are um, some, actually, those are some really great points. I completely agree with you that in reality, actually, needs to be a bit of both, right? Um, having enforcement that we know is, having rules that we know are being enforced, but at the same time, to also kind of have this sort of attitude shift towards valuing our public spaces and cleanliness. Right. So uh, Richard had this, you know, you, you talk about separating trash, right? That's a, like a, another order of mm. difficulty for a lot of people, right? Never mind bringing their trash to the bin, but in fact, thinking, uh, which bin do I put my trash in? That seems to be a, another challenge. Actually, I wanted to get to this from Munif because um, I think it's a great way to close the conversation. Munif says, uh, this issue of third world mentality can only be resolved with a grand shift in our education, but that's a story for another day. If we're talking about solutions, I think we can get a bit creative design-wise. Here are some of mine. Um, do a behavioral study throughout the urban fabric and strategically allocate trash cans where there's a high concentration of people. Have trash cans with better ergonomic designs because if I've got to touch it, I ain't using it. Number three, bright, visual, vibrant trash cans so they're easily spotted despite the visually busy backdrop of the city. Four, get a bit playful and creative with the trash can designs. Have two or three holes and take a poll. Um, rate your satisfaction with DBKL and see which hole gets filled the most. Yes, we can ramp up the fines and all that, but positive motivation is the best motivation. So why not try designing more convenient, playful and accessible trash cans? I love it, Monif. Uh, wonderful suggestions. I hope relevant authorities are listening. I hope so. Anyway, that's all the time we have for today. You can call us, you can send us a voice note, you can WhatsApp us, you can tweet us and keep it here, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.